Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. All right, back here at the Little Rock Touchdown Club, Justin Acre, Westmore. It's all brought to you by Arkansas Urology. And our guest speaker today is a man who is all smiles, or at least will be, I think, as soon as he gets to start taking shots at David Basil. Hunter Juracek, the athletic director at the University of Arkansas, joining us here. It's good to see you. Great to see you guys. Great to be back in Little Rock. We uh, we would like to see what's happening right now bottled up and continued for the next, I don't know, two or three decades if you could do that. I don't that know. Was, that would be awesome. At least another decade. That's about how long I want to work. So if we could keep this going for about another decade. But I'll be a lifelong Razorback fan. So if it's two or three decades, that's awesome. Well, that gives you 10 years to identify your replacement, somebody that can keep it going when you're done. Sure. Okay. Absolutely. So this weekend was entertaining. I mean, look, there was a lot of hype around the former coach coming in, and we all knew that they were going to be a really good quality opponent, and they proved to be maybe even more so than some of us thought, but at the end of the day, the talent and maybe the depth won out for Arkansas. Absolutely. I think everyone across the state understands that Bobby Petrino is a great football coach. He proved that on Saturday night. He had his team very well prepared to compete, and compete they did. Heck, they were up 17-0 to and then 27-17, and uh, we had to make some great plays down the stretch and use uh, the depth that we have now as a member of the SEC, to wear them down and take control of that game in the fourth quarter. But uh, we were in a dogfight the whole time. How were you uh, Sunday morning? Because we saw you on TV uh, on the punt return on the sideline, jumping up and around and running a little bit, maybe ran about five yards, jumped up. And I was uh, like, was he going to be sore? Did he pull anything? Five yards may be an exaggeration. Made two yards. But I think I did <laughs> jump. But if you notice, like right when Bryce is about to run by me, I see him glance up at the video board, and he gets a little bit of a smile on his face. And at that point in time, I knew he knew he was going to score, that they weren't going to catch him. And so then that uh, enhances my excitement a little bit. <laughs> it was great. Well, I mean, everybody, we had a little watch party. Everybody said, that was Hunter. That was Hunter yeah. jumping up on the sideline. Yeah. I get excited at games sometimes. I don't always just yell at the officials. I get There's excitement as well. We were talking about the coincidence of Joe Adams being in the house, and now somebody's. I guess somebody made the comment that maybe you need to make sure he gets over to Dallas for the game in Arlington. But uh, – the Hall of Honor is always a cool event. I've had a chance to attend a couple of those, and it was a great class and some some emotion flowing through there. I saw Coach Blair's speech, and, you know, to have Joe in the house, too. I mean, it's a pretty cool group, and it's always a fun event. It, it is always a fun event, and it's just, for me, uh, now only in my fifth year here, I don't have the historical perspective of having been here for 20 years. So it's a special night for me and a special weekend where I get to know some of our former student-athletes and hear their stories of how they came to Arkansas and their experience at Arkansas and the love that they hold for this institution and for this state. It's really, really special, especially from in, in its historical perspective for me. We were singing your praises the other day after game one. Uh, there were clearly some issues with getting people in. I mean, look, you got a capacity crowd going in for game one. It's just a lot to deal with, and I know you guys are working through your procedures. By, by the second game, you guys had ironed a lot of that out. What were the biggest biggest change you guys made week to week? Well, uh, we, we flip-flopped where you scan your ticket and where you go through the security gate. So now you scan your ticket first, then you go through security second. Um, we still have some Wi-Fi issues outside of the stadium. That's why we continue to encourage our fans to download your tickets before you get to the stadium. The Wi-Fi is more centered into the stadium bowl than it is outside. We're, we're going to have to fix that after the season for sure. Um, and then we had done some things during the Garth Brooks concert that worked for the Garth Brooks concert, quite candidly, but the crowd was different. It wasn't a Razorback football crowd. People are creatures of habit. They're they love going to the same gate and parking in the same spot and using the same routes to arrive at the stadium. 
Uh, we made the, uh, an incorrect decision to use what we did for Garth Brooks because the traffic flow really worked. But it was a, a great deal of people that never have been to an event at Razorback Stadium. So we went back to the traditional traffic flow for the second game, especially to get people in and get them out of the stadium and their shuttle routes, things of that nature, and just work m- much more better for Razorback football fans because that's what they understand and know. So that's uh, one thing, and you guys corrected your mistake. It's much more fun to talk about mistakes somebody else made. What the heck happened with the baseball schedule release? Well, apparently they had a series that was in there that's not supposed to be in there, and now there's going to be another series that I think will be very appealing to Razorback fans, so we'll see. We'll call that confirmation of Tennessee <laughs> coming to town. Okay, when, is, when are you going to get that, or when will we get that? You may have to ask uh, Kevin Trainer, the baseball sport administrator, when the exact release is. But I will let you guys in a little tidbit of information. just found out that the Alabama game will be at 2.30, CBS National oh, Broadcast game. Okay. All right. So there you go. We, we were we waiting on that. Right here on the buzz. So, you know, we've had a lot of breaking news. We've had a lot of uh, big comments made on here in the last few weeks are you going to try to match uh any of that from the last few weeks we had let's see we had gruden orgeron and then last week paul feinbaum was taking shots at a&m and others so are you going to try to be controversial today i'm going to try to be neutral okay but you know david's got a q a so he may ask a controversial question that i may have to answer we'll see i got a question from a guy named blake on social or on uh, our live fan feedback he said uh, why do kids under three have to have a ticket and i'm like i didn't know there were any sporting events where kids don't have to have tickets it's not like it's an airplane where if they can sit on your lap they're okay is that a thing? It's, uh, it, it is a policy now that we're in near capacity. I mean, if you're going to bring a two-year-old to a game, are they going to sit on your lap the whole game? Are they going to sit in the seat next to you? Most of the time, those kids seem to wander, especially if they're at the walking age, and you're not just going to have them in your lap. And we're at a point where we're at a full capacity uh, in that venue, and it's hard to bring children in that don't have a ticket that has a seat assigned to it. If Arkansas wins, and obviously we're very hopeful about this week, what is your anticipation for the uh, insanity that you're going to have next week? It, I think it will exceed anything that we saw with the Texas game last year. I think if you have an undefeated Alabama coming in to play an undefeated Arkansas, both top ten teams uh, will have an atmosphere like we haven't seen in that venue. I don't think in my tenure, and I don't know when the last time we would have seen it. Does, does uh, you know game days could be part of that atmosphere as well? And we saw what happened. At, it was insane at App State this weekend. Did they give you guys a heads up that, hey, you're in the running for maybe us coming to town, or how far in advance do you guys get notified on a possibility there? You know, Kyle Parkinson does a great job, and he'll, he'll get some heads up as we get closer to the weekend. I mean, they, they'll have some, some games on their board that they're considering, and then they'll make that decision. I think um, if you look at it, they had the Texas A&M Miami was the game that they were going to have, and then Texas A&M loses. You see that kind of storm in downtown Boone, and they say, hey, that's a great story. That's where we're going now. I had a question about scheduling. Someone asked us about Notre Dame. What's what's going to happen with that in the COVID year and losing that game? Sure. Is there uh, talks to try to get that back? It's it's confirmed. So we'll, we will play Notre Dame um, in Fayetteville in the 2025 season, and then we will re- return that game in the 2028 season. Well, that's something to look forward to. What is scheduling like these days with the unknowns? And I saw the SEC came out with the Oklahoma and Texas. You know, uh, maybe you don't want to continue playing those games or schedule sure. those in the future because they're coming over. How, is it difficult right now to schedule games for the future? We're not. My philosophy is right now I'm not going to do any additional future scheduling until we determine what the SEC schedule is going to look like, whether that's going to be eight games or nine games. A nine-game SEC schedule, while it's only one game, is really different than an eight-game SEC schedule. And so we've got games scheduled out through 2033, 2034. 
we have a full schedule out through 2025. And then we are, we'll piece, piecemeal some games in there after we know what our schedule is going to look like from an SEC perspective. What are you wanting to know? Because that, that kind of ties your hands a little bit. Well, I want to know if we're going to play nine games or not. And um, so, I mean, we're in a, we're in a really good spot. Um, we, again, we've got two games. We've got three games scheduled out for the foreseeable future. We may not have that last game scheduled because I don't know if we're going to need that last game again because I don't know if we're going to have a nine-game schedule or an eight-game schedule. Speaking of scheduling, hopefully you're scheduling postseason play, including part of a uh, expanded playoff in 26. What, what were your thoughts on that? We haven't had you on since they talked about the 12-team playoff. I think it's great. It's great for uh, college football. It's great for the Arkansas Razorbacks. It gives us an opportunity. I mean, let's just say if the season stopped today, we, we would probably be in the mix of yep. that. I mean, we've still got a long way to go. Um, but it, it gives you more of an opportunity to finish third in the SEC and have an opportunity to make the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. A lot of people assume, uh, I don't know if it's correct to assume it or not, that Texas and Oklahoma will be joining the SEC sooner than later. Is that was that a play on words? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, see what I did there. No, I accidentally yeah. did that. Do you think that's possible? The, the the earliest would be one year in advance, and and they still have some contractual obligations to the Big Twelve. And I say that because our new television agreement with ESPN does not come into effect until July one of twenty twenty four, and that's when you'd have the pro rata plus clause that would make everybody in the league whole including Oklahoma and Texas, and we wouldn't have to split the same pot 16 ways as opposed to 14 ways. So there's not an interest from our perspective as current members of the SEC for that to happen prior to that television agreement. And then the only way that would happen is if the Big 12 somehow lets Texas and Oklahoma out early because they have some significant financial obligations to the Big 12 as well. We have to let you go, or Debbie's going to yell at us, so I'm sorry for that. But before you go, i got to let you have a second to – give your volleyball team a little plug they've been playing incredibly well and they're raising some eyebrows they are nine and one currently ranked 24th this week's poll has not come out to my knowledge but had a win over number seven georgia tech on thursday night in historic barnhill arena and that's our second top 10 win of the season this will be their highest ranking in well over a decade and some excitement around our volleyball program and all seven of our fall sports programs that are currently ranked in the top 25. It's amazing. Congratulations on all that. Uh, we'll look forward to hearing you with the club. All right, guys, thanks for having me on. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank thanks you. for the breaking news. Go Hogs. 2.30, Alabama, Arkansas, right from the AD's mouth. You got it officially now, so there you go.